Sass Backwards is sponsored by Austin Lawrence Group, specializing in demand gen for SaaS. It sure is noisy. I deleted 100 emails from vendors just this morning. Your buyer has gotten better at ignoring you, and you're going to need a big idea if you want to cut through all that clutter. Austin Lawrence is just the right agency to help you find it. So if your campaigns are falling on deaf eyeballs, let's talk. Visit austinlawrence.com today, and let's build something bigger. Welcome to the SaaS Backwards Podcast, where we reverse engineer the success of fast-growing SaaS firms and explore strategies CMOs and CEOs are using to drive their businesses forward. Hey, welcome everyone to SaaS Backwards, a podcast that helps SaaS CMOs and CEOs to accelerate growth and enhance profitability. Our guest today is David Gabriel. He's head of marketing at Evolve, a SaaS platform that helps mechanical, electrical, and plumbing contractors increase productivity, profitability, and growth. Hey, David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Ken. Hey, before we dig into the topics that we want to talk about, could you tell me just a little bit more about yourself and Evolve? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Myself, I've been in the industry for over nine years. When I was 22, I started my own marketing agency, had some great success there, was able to work with all types of SaaS companies, enterprise, mid-market, and small startups. Found that the startup space, especially for SaaS, is my favorite place. And I am now the head of marketing at Evolve, where we've been growing real fast, you know, over 100% year over year over the past three years. So it's been a fun ride so far at Evolve. We are building the first ever platform for MEP contractors to increase their productivity in their MEP operations. Thanks for that. So 100% year over year, that's like definitely being attached to a rocket ship, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. I think a lot of it comes down to opportunity and a high level strategy. And it's when all the right pieces come together. You know, not one department can do it on its own. It's when everything comes together. Well, fair enough. So you're at a high growth company, but the economy is kind of a little wobbly. Maybe that's a way to call it. We have the looming recession threat. In fact, you know, a couple of quarters of negative GDP growth, but employers are hiring. It's a strange economy. And what does that mean in the life of a startup marketer? And how are you adjusting to that? Yeah, well, it's a really exciting time because believe it or not, you look out through all of history, this is when the future companies are made, you know, during these trialing times in times of uncertainty. So it's important at least we found to stay agile and be able to adapt when the market is changing. And, you know, one of the ways that I do it, this is a good exercise, you know, to stay agile, I'll look at my department and I'll almost fire all of the roles in my department. Now I won't actually fire anybody, but I'll fire all the roles. Well, you I'll had hire... me scared there. I was, I was <laughs> I thinking, wow, this guy's truly bloodthirsty. No, not that type of head of marketing, but, you know, I'll fire all the roles, fire the technology and ask myself, I do this exercise every six to 18 months. And I ask myself, do I have the right people? Do I have the right technology for this change? And that's an important question because things change almost every six months. So in order to stay agile, sometimes you have to change the roles and responsibilities within your organization. Well, I think I agree with you there. And it's an interesting thought experiment because it allows you to sort of rethink your organization and your technology stack. And then how do you bring the people along with you? I mean, this sounds like it could be really exciting for folks and keep them very fresh. 
Yeah. Well, a lot of the people that I bring on in the startup world, because we're growing pretty fast, I call them T-shaped marketers. So they're marketers that are pretty skilled in every aspect of marketing. Like maybe they're not an expert in Adobe, but they can make designs in Canva, right? And they're resourceful, right? But they've got one area that it's their sweet spot. So it allows me to shift people around where I don't have to take them out of what they're passionate about, but they can shift over into other areas of marketing if we see that we need more support on that end. And sometimes at the end of the day, the team that you build during some of these challenging times, some of the hard decision making is when you've really reinvested in something, you want to keep reinvesting in it. But if it's the wrong strategy or if things have changed and you need to shift things, you've got to be able to make those tough calls, if that makes sense. Sure it does. So there's sort of the results of the work that's sort of our signpost. Yep. And then there's the people in tech that we array against the goals and objectives, right? Yep. So how do you work to understand what is and isn't working? What are the ways that you know and can you anticipate rather than sort of after the fact? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's like nobody can tell a hundred percent what the future is going to look like, but there are signs to tell the future. I mean, you know, I could tell the future, we're going to keep having this podcast in the next 30 seconds. Right. I mean, because there are signs, right? So I think one of it is really setting up your leading and lagging indicators here at Evolve. Marketing is focused on revenue. We want to contribute to the number, right? And it's not just the demand gen side. We believe the branding and branding married to demand gen affects growth in the organization when done right. So our North Star is revenue. Are we growing, right? Are we maintaining that growth of 100% you know, year over year? That number gets harder as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But right, you know, this year it's 100%. So are we on track to hit that? Leading indicators could be leads, right? It could be traffic. And sometimes our leading metrics are how many new tactics are we testing? I mean, if we're not trying new things as a team, we're not going to find those new areas for growth. So let's talk about that finding new things. Do you have actually like a discipline around building new tactics into the mix? Yeah. So there's a great book called Traction, not the one by Gino. Gino's is really Gino, good too. I was thinking Gino. Okay. Yes. Gino's is the popular one. There's another book, Traction, and it's geared specific for startups. I love Gino's book. I'll just say that. Great book. This is a different book, same name, but it's around different tactics. And it talks about bullseye methodology. And it's a good way to test out different tactics to figure out what are your core drivers for growth. So one of the ways we look at it is if I was starting from ground zero, I might start with hypotheses. Okay. So what are six ways that I might be able to create demand or capture demand for this product? So then I would create minimum viable tests for those six campaigns, right? And then it's kind of like racing horses, right? So then you go through that test, you evaluate based off of effort, based off of the investment that was spent, right? And then off of the result, what was that return? And those that are producing really well, we double down and continue to double down and scale that until we see most of the lead gen 
tactics have a bell curve. So eventually they flatten out, but you know, you keep scaling it down until you see that bell curve. So I really like that. So we have effort, investment, and outcome, right? Those are the, yep. the three things. And so you might have something that's low money, but super intense on the manual labor might not be something you want to do again. So right. you have to try and optimize all three of those. Do you happen to off the top of your head, know the author of that other attraction book? Yeah, I can pull it up real quick. I mean, I just think that I love it when practitioners share what their library is, right? Their reading lists. And I think this could be really important for people who are looking for how to build that agility into their testing. Yeah, this was a game-changing book when I first went into the startup arena. So it's called Traction, How Any Startup Can Achieve Explosive Customer Growth. And it's written by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Mars. Awesome. So thanks for that. So how have you applied that at Evolve? And you know, you have some examples of some tests that you might want to share with us? Yeah. So a couple of them. One of the things when I first came in, it was really looking at what has worked, what has gotten us some of the success that we had. And we were just under a million dollars. It was first year I came on board of Evolve Was Alive. So understanding what's currently working right now in the industry and events were an area that was working. So we didn't want to pull back from events. If something's working, we want to keep doing it, right? Especially if we can see a net return on investment. So digging in deeper on understanding, okay, how much are we really spending in events, not just on the event, but the effort that our employees are spending on this event, the time, all of that resources and understanding what was the return on marketing investment for that event. Coming on, looking at adjacent industries, as well as in our industry, what's working. So in our industry, collaborating with influencers has been a great thing. So publications like Nika, they are the National Electrical Contractors association, collaborating with them. That's really worked well in this industry. I also looked outside of the industry. So similar industries, but not the same industry. What's working that they might not be doing? And what we found was digital. Looking at LinkedIn and digital ads, there is a big opportunity there. And that's been one of our huge drivers of growth, just because the cost per lead, cost per opportunity, cost per acquisition is so low compared to spending in the event space. Yep. It's interesting. We talked about events during our prep call and you said that it was something where you had de-emphasized it and it had a comeback. Yeah. And I think that might be worth just sharing that vignette because I thought it was really pretty interesting. Yeah, this is the key of being agile. So having people on my team that are not just event people, but they're marketers that can do events because, you know, with the world we live in with COVID, events disappeared like that. So you want to have people on your team that are T-shaped who can wear many different hats, at least in the startup space. So one of the things we saw, obviously, during 2020, events went completely down. But every quarter, we're always always surveying our customers and trying to understand what's important to them. So in our webinars, we sent out a Q&A question around events. And this was in April 2021. And we sent out a survey to our customers saying, hey, if we were to meet in person, would you come out? And it had a couple of different options. And we found the majority of people in the MEP space, I mean, you think of these mechanical contractors, they're like rough, gruff, like they're not drinking lattes. You know what I mean? They're eating bar barbecue. And they're like, we want to get out. Like we want to do stuff. Hey, they're out in the real world already, right? 
Exactly. So like if we followed what is mainstream, we would have missed out on that opportunity. So we did an event. We ended up having over 80 people attend that first event that we did. And it was at Topgolf, completely sold out the event. And that was a main key part of our strategy throughout the rest of 2021. Now this year, we've started to see in 2022, I think with this summer, there's been some issues with COVID. We've seen events go a little bit down, right? So we have those leading indicators of seeing, okay, attendance, are we getting the engagement? We're looking at the conversion rates based off of our outreach. And if we're seeing a dip, that's where we funnel, we've been funneling more money to other tactics. I love the idea of using the survey to help you figure out what to feed your prospects. I mean, that's really almost what you've done, right? Yep. Yeah. Surveys, I think it's definitely an underutilized way to engage your customers. It's funny because a lot of marketers are always talking about being data-driven. And I know marketers, they'll look at Google Analytics, HubSpot Analytics, you know, their dashboards all day long, but they miss out on the qualitative information, which is surveying customers or actually picking up the phone and talking to a customer. And a lot of it is balancing both of them, right? Hey, you know, in all our engagements with clients, the first thing is we need to talk to your customers, your prospects, and the people who didn't buy. Yeah. You know, we need to get right in with them and mix it up and find out what's really on their minds. And I think you have to do that on an ongoing basis. You know, if you can build that into your plan. Absolutely. Can we talk a little bit about kind of the tension between lead generation and demand generation? You alluded to it, but it was really almost, we didn't get much in there. How are you managing that tension between what you need to do this month, this quarter versus building this company for success? Yeah. A lot of it comes down to short-term and long-term thinking, right? And I think at the end of the day, you always want to start with long-term, big picture. Where do I want to be five years from today? And I think the reason that's important is a lot of times we're very ambitious of what we can do this year, but we usually underestimate what's possible in five years, right? So it's really, I'm a big believer in having that big goal, that big vision of where do we want to be in the future? And you never want to compromise hitting the short-term goal at the expense of the long-term sustainable success. And that's like more of the demand generation. So as it relates to balancing, how much should I spend in lead gen versus demand gen? It really comes down to being a team player with what's the priority of our CEO, right? So I want to make sure I'm aligning with the CEO where he's going, right? Because he's driving the ship. I also want to align with sales, right? Because at the end of the day, marketing is all about growth. And if they're not working hand in hand with sales, then we're failing. And sales, I mean, they've got the hard job. You know, they're on the ground. If you think of the military, they're on the ground and they're infiltrating and marketing's at the top in the planes shooting cover fire, right? But they're actually like in the trenches doing it, right? So I think part of it is looking at, okay, we want to make their lives easier. Let's say they have an insane aggressive goal that unless we get more leads, they're going to miss their number. Then I'm investing more in the lead generation, right? And then if we look at just from a branding standpoint, if we're launching new products, if we see that, hey, the top of the funnel is really small, then we invest more into branding. But it's really looking at that funnel and also aligning with other departments. So I want to make sure I have it right for myself and folks who would listen. We actually want to look at what the content of the funnel and the velocity is to help us make those investments and also how our colleagues are doing in sales. So if they're able to generate a lot of opportunity on their own in the short term, then that can also release the pressure on the bottom of the funnel for us, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. And it's wild, but I think having that empathy for sales is really important in the marketing space. And we're seeing it a lot in the SaaS industry that marketing really views themselves as partners with sales. I mean, I've been in a lot of different organizations outside of SaaS and it's not the case. Marketing's looked at as, oh, they're just the creative type, right? But that's really changing, especially when it comes to companies that are growing rapidly. We need to be working hand in hand and have that empathy of like, we don't want to just hit our number. Are these quality leads? Give us feedback. We want to know, are we passing good leads, bad leads? Are they converting? You might say they're great leads, but wait a minute, are they converting? You know what I mean? So there needs to be a little bit of that empathy for sales. And you know, I think that's a big part of it as well. So that's a really interesting point. I think you're right in the software world. I think we talk the talk and try to walk the walk much more than in other vertical markets. Well, you have alignment in your case because you work for the head of sales, right? You work for the CRO. How is that influenced how you operate as a marketing leader? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, again, it's my vision. I look at myself as I'm in sales. It's like that old question of like, raise your hand if you're in sales and everybody should be raising their hand. You know what I mean? So I think even if I wasn't reporting up to the CRO, I think it really comes down to understanding that we don't sell things even as a startup, right? And even if you're backed with lots of money, well, eventually if you are not profitable, you're not going to survive, right? So I think a lot of times sales is the name of the game. And you know, when it comes to demand generation, versus lead gen, it's really long-term versus short-term thinking. Right. And I think it needs to start with long term. You align with the CEO if there are specific changes. And then you look at the velocity of the funnel. If you're producing a lot at the top of the funnel, right, then I would focus more on that conversion rate lead generation, just pushing them down to sales. Right. If we're squeezing that as hard as possible and we're not getting anything, then it's more the demand gen. Interesting. By the way, what are the KPIs that you're living by? What are the most important things to you guys? Yeah. So for my department, return on marketing investment is our North Star. So at the end of the day, we want to be anywhere between any dollar we spend, we want to see three to $5 back on what we spend. And then from there, we look at marketing opportunities, you know, the opportunities generated that came through marketing and then marketing generated leads. We do look at traffic. We do look at email open rates. But again, these are more indicators for those specific tactics that should never overshadow the leads, ops, marketing attributed revenue. So I think it's interesting. If you have a CEO who's focused on your open rate, you have your CEO focused on the wrong thing, right? Yeah. I've got one Context, of those in my yeah. client base. Man, that's that's wild. Yeah, that definitely you don't want to just be focused on those fuzzy metrics, right? I mean, I think it's good to share, hey, this is what an open rate means. But I mean, that is so important to have KPIs and have the right KPIs. And in most organizations, in my experience, it's similar. I mean, I think if you've got a marketing department and they are, supposed to be helping sales. If you're not tracking revenue, ops, leads, then I don't know if you're tracking the right metrics. I mean, at the high level in the SaaS world, that's just my opinion. Do you have responsibility for the revenue after the initial sale? The expansion? Of yeah, yeah. So we get them in the door. Yeah. We get the logo on the wall. Now what? Yeah. So new revenue, that's what I'm not responsible for anything renewal. That's more of our customer success team. I'll enable customer success, but I don't look at that as the return on marketing investment. I'm more focused on new revenue, which could be new logo or expansion, more of the cross-selling rather mm -hmm. than the upselling. 
Awesome. So if you were talking with a friend or contact who's considering a position at an early stage company, what are the few things you might suggest they ask before they make the leap? So you know, you're evaluating a job up at a startup, funded startup. Yep. What do you suggest they ask? Man, that's that's a good question. I think, you know, you want to make sure that you're compensated fairly. So understand what the market rate is for that. If you're a part of the founding team or, you know, the very, very early, you want to be getting equity in the company. I mean, I'll say that, you know, that's what it should be. That's what makes going to a startup attractive. So just, you know, understanding, is this a fair opportunity? Understanding, how do they view marketing? Is marketing a part of the growth engine or is it a glorified designer, right? So understand, do you really need a head of marketing that's focused on brand, focused on demand gen? So understand, is it the full suite or is it just one segment? And obviously, whether that's good or bad is based on your goals. If you're somebody that just wants branding, then that's okay. But if you're looking for the big, you know, eventually be a CMO, then and you want the whole thing. I think understanding the opportunity, doing a little bit of your own market research and understanding is the market in a good spot? Does this startup look like it's going to make it? Because at the end of the day, you could be the perfect head of marketing, but if the other departments and hey, sales could be doing great too, but if product's not doing great, you're going to fail. You know, I think the challenge with good marketing, it doesn't make things successful. It just accelerates whatever the outcome is going to be. So if your product's going down, good marketing is going to make it go <laughs> down faster. Yeah. We didn't talk a lot about what Evolve does, but what makes this company special and what attracted you to their mission? Yeah. Besides the amazing team that we have at Evolve, amazing leadership. It is, I mean, this is one of the most exciting opportunities, products I've ever seen. I did not grow up in the construction industry. My dad doesn't work in construction or anything. So this was an entirely new industry for me. But when I realized how ripe this industry is for growth and specifically, you know, being at a place where we can build the first platform for this niche market and really dominate this market. It was just such an exciting opportunity. And I mean, I think a part of it is, again, starting from a place of empathy of realizing, wow, there's a lot of people like literally their job all day long is like pushing a button like, what if we could just automate that? I mean, we've got clients, they're like, what used to take me a week, I can now do in a day. I mean, there hasn't been many products I've worked with where I've heard that. I've heard, you know, I can do twice the amount of work. I've never heard. It used to take me a week. I can do it in a day. And that's in one of our promo videos. Like we've got a couple customers who have said that. It's just, it's a great product. And I think, you know, if you're going to be head of marketing somewhere, you need a product that is amazing. It'll make your life a lot easier. It is good to believe in the business you're in, without a doubt. Well, this was really a great conversation. I appreciate it so much. If people want to learn more about Evolve or get in touch with you, how can they do that? Yeah. So if you want to learn more about Evolve, go to our website, evolvemep.com, or you can email me at david.gabriel at evolvemep.com. Awesome. Likewise, for me, if you want to reach out, LinkedIn's the place, LinkedIn slash in slash Ken Lempit. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, David Gabriel, thank you so much for being on SaaS Backwards today. It's a pleasure. I enjoyed the conversation. Likewise. Thanks for listening to the SaaS Backwards Podcast, brought to you by Austin Lawrence Group. We're a growth marketing agency that helps SaaS firms reduce churn, accelerate sales, and generate demand. 
Learn more about us at www.austinlawrence.com. You can email Ken Lempett at kl at austinlawrence.com about any SaaS marketing or customer retention subject. We hope you'll subscribe, and thanks again for listening.